Welcome to Books and Bisexuals, where we talk about books that we've read or that we loved and wherever our neurodivergent brains take us. I am Brianna. And I'm Nikki. And every time I say that, I have to say <laughs> it like neurodivergent because uh-huh. I mess it up. But, it's, like, it's like Elise Myers who was like, um, like, you know, are you one of those people that spells it like wed nest day? Yes. Um, she's like, I also do it for embarrassed and, and barar asked. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's perfect. It's incredible. And bar our ass. Assassin. Assassin. <gasps> Assassin. Assassin. Yeah. Um, necessary. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's just. <sighs> What's the other one that I always get wrong? Accomplished? No. There's one that I always am like, wait, is it a double letter or is it not? Is it two sets of double letters or is yeah. it only one set of double letters? I'm really bad about that. Uh, if a word has double letters, sometimes I just like put a bunch of double letters like and hope that autocorrect (laughs) knows what I'm trying to say but then sometimes autocorrect will like correct things that absolutely shouldn't have been corrected no like I wrote it correctly in the first place and then it just corrects it for no reason so I think I need to put it in my autocorrect because almost every time that I write the word this it Mm. autocorrects it to autocorrects it (laughs) to thus and I'm you, like, there's no way you're I'm saying, not thus saying thus. thus. Like, no, I don't think I've ever done it. And my started um, abbreviating to like mount, like MT, MT, but capital MT. Yes. I don't know how many times I've deleted MT from the dictionary on my phone, and yeah. it just keeps coming back. And I'm like, <gasps> and then sometimes I'll use the same spelling error so often that it stops autocorrecting. Like yeah. um, the word U, I always put like YP. Oh, yeah. Y-P-U. YPU or YPO. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you. It mm-hmm. often also autorects the word and I. Yes. Yes. Oh, many. I think. Hi, do you have a question? Yes, yeah. but that's okay. No, what's your question? It's your bow to charge in the credit card, so it's not that important. Oh, do you, want, do you want me to pause it or do you want to ask me later? Oh, okay. Sorry, folks. One moment, please. Okay, well, that was fun. <laughs> We're back. Um, Little pause while we investigated a, a credit pen- potential fraud, but it wasn't. It's, a, it's all good. Yeah. Um, Andrew's like, uh, what did you order from DD Vancouver for $95 on Saturday? And I was like, nothing. uh, nothing. And like, I went in on the card because it's linked. It's his card, but. If it shows up on my side of it, it means that it was using my card, yeah. like my number. And so I'm like, fuck, I'm like, what did I spend $95 on? You think I would remember? Yeah, I'm like, I would remember spending $100. And so anyway, uh, I was like, did you Google it? And he's like, no, I just, I was going to ask you first. Um, so I Googled it. In case it was like a present. Yeah, or like right. And so I Googled it. And like the first thing that came up was like, is this a scam? And I clicked it and it was like, DoorDash. And I was like, you and Jason ordered DoorDash on Saturday night. He goes, oh, yep, mm-hmm, yep, that was me. And it's attached to your credit, your side of the credit card. I was like, yeah. okay, good. I'm glad we figured that out. Like, holy smokes. Um, but like, valid, just funny. I felt like I was watching the beginning of an investigation. <laughs> it kind of was. Like, oh, what is, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, my God. I don't even remember what we were talking about before. No derailed well 
um, the thing didn't make the beep this morning, and so I was like, oh, fuck, is it even recording? I'm like, it's recording. <laughs> it is, yeah. That's fine. Um, we always have just, like, one little thing that makes us go, like, oh, are we, are we good? Uh-huh. I don't think we've lost, we lost, like, half an hour once or something. No, like, no. five minutes. Like, we didn't even lose that much. Did we lose? Oh, because we, yeah, we, using, we, we like, used Anchor. it on Anchor. We recorded on Anchor, and Anchor stopped recording at 30 minutes, and I think we noticed that, like, 32 yeah, or 33 like minutes. Didn't and lose so, a lot, yeah, and so then we just opened the Now we're paranoid. This app. Yeah, so now we're paranoid. We use the sound recorder app on my computer. Um, and like I'm so paranoid that I don't and you're all gonna laugh at me. I'm so paranoid about losing the podcast that I don't even close the program anymore. It's just open. It's just open. Constantly. Like I will minimize it like down into my little bar, yeah. but I won't <laughs> exit the program just in case. But like what if it just like erases everything yeah which i mean would be fine because like after we record you it records an it. M- yeah it records an m4a yeah. so i convert it to mp3 and then upload it to the drive so that i can write you can write the description yeah. and so that i can upload it to anchor so it's like there's so many places that it's <laughs> saved but like what if but what if <laughs> i don't know maybe that's a paranoia thing from like school because I remember um my only, voiceover teacher was like save yeah. it in three places and you only like, lose <gasps> something important once before you start like obsessively saving things yes yeah. I opened my uh my novel yeah one day and it didn't load oh. and I was like <gasps> I was like that's almost 30,000 words like that's a lot <gasps> of my time yeah um did you get it that I sent it to you did you email it I shared it. I haven't checked my email, so. Oh, it was a couple weeks ago. I'll check. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the point where I'm like, I can't, I can't write further because I have no idea what's going on. So I need to know if it's like. I gotta be honest. A valid, not a valid, uh. Words. You know what's really fun for listeners of a podcast? <laughs> Is when the two hosts just stare at each other wordlessly. Making hand gestures, trying to, to like, um, <laughs> like, that it has merit, that it has, like, weight, that it has, like, potential. Oh my god, what is that word? Validity? No. Volition? I don't... No, I don't know. I don't even know if it starts with a V. I'm just stuck on V. Yeah. It's gonna come to me, like, tomorrow. It's yeah. Like, you're just gonna text me one word, and I'm gonna be like, "Yep, yeah, yeah." But someone's at home just screaming it out. Yeah, there. I know. It's probably Jenna. Jenna's yeah. like, "It's this word." <laughs> <laughs> oh, she messaged me yesterday. Um, I really hope she's okay with me. But she messaged me yesterday. She's like, "I listened to the podcast, and I, uh, I had to go listen to some Eric Whitaker." I was like, "What did you yes. think?" And she was like. I don't know anything about choir, but, like, it sounded cool. I was like, great. Yeah. I was like, you don't even have to know anything you, about choir. You do not need to know much about <clears throat> choral music to know that Eric Whitaker is, Just like, sounds gorgeous. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, we recorded on Thursday, So and today is Monday. So, it's only been a few days. It's yeah. been, like, a weekend. Yeah, yeah, like a long weekend. My, what's that? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My voice just, like, it's, like, really morning voice. Where oh, you yes. It just stops working for a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, between my stupid acid reflux, my, I'm, mm. I'm constantly, like... <clears throat> <clears throat> like, a, um, uh, you know how there's always that, like, old man 
somewhere. Like, for me, it was, like, there was old men at McDonald's when I worked there. Yep. And just constantly, they'd be like, and I'm like, okay, like, we get it, you're old. But, like, but now I... Like, I wake up, and for, like, an hour, I'm going, like, Ugh. And you're, like, I get it. Like, oh, shit, I'm old. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you're just, like, you know how there's old men everywhere? It's, like, yeah, yeah there really there are. are. <laughs> yeah. There's this cute old man. Andrew and I went to um, Tom's for breakfast mm-hmm. on Friday. I have no idea what day it is. My days are so fucked. Um, we went on Friday, and there was this older couple, like, sitting over, and he was just, like, so cute. He was just sitting there. And then when they were leaving, they, like, arm in arm walk. And I was like, whoa! That's the dream. To be old and cozy. Yeah. It was cute. But at the same time, like, I I actually said that this to Kristen this morning. I said, you know what? For someone who constantly thinks about death, like, I drop a pen and my first thought is, like, wish I died today. Like, for someone who has that thought... If I was being attacked or murdered, my I would fight tooth and nail. Oh, yeah. Like, like I want it to be not someone else's decision for me to die. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you don't get this choice. You're like, nope. Mm-hmm. That's oh. my depression. She gets to do that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. dark. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> I, I saw a dark meme. I'll have to share it with you later. Oh, yes. My favorite. Dark humor is my favorite. Well, humor. okay, I I can just show it to you now. I just I'm like I don't know if our listeners would appreciate the humor. Seeing the but like I don't know. I just thought Definitely. it was really really funny. It took me a second to get it, and then when I got it, I was like, oh, oh no, oh! It took me a second too. Yeah. Okay, so the meme says when you're meeting the Avengers today and Stan Lee tomorrow, and it's like a wish kid. well anyway sorry (laughs) dark humor yeah um we've always tried to laugh our way through through dark dark bad times i literally made like a oops that's too soon death about tristan's mom dying like the day after she died so (gasps) oh i think you told me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like testament to tristan that he knows me and loves me and like knows that i love him that he just kind of like laughed a little bit he's like oh this is how she processes orphan joke oh you did yeah that's what it was Mm. i made some joke about him being an orphan yeah um yeah but you know what like if someone said that to me it would actually depend on the day. Like, yeah. I, my mom's still alive, but, like, if someone said that to me after she's gone, it would depend on the day if I would take it in a joking manner or, or take it... Or if it would be, like, a, yeah. like offensive or, like, upsetting. destroy your life. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Tristan's parents, I don't know. Yeah. This is a weird um, thing, but we've been trying to get Tristan's long-form yes. um, birth certificate, and... We had gotten a letter that was like, uh, to get your birth certificate, we need you, your father's name and your father's birthplace. And we had to call them. So Tristan had to call. Did he call? He did. Oh, good. He had to call and be like, okay, I do know his name, but part of the reason that I'm looking for my birth certificate, like my long form, is because I don't know these other things about him. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be on that form. And the guy was like... 
oh, like, <laughs> why do you need this? And Tristan just explained very bare bones the situation, which, like, I'm not going to go into on the podcast, but Nikki knows it. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh. <laughs> 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 but it's sorted. Everything's, oh. it's going to be fine. Um, the They held the charge, so, like, you know. Um, every it's gonna we're gonna get it. It's oh, good. So, okay. Well, that's good. Uh, because we basically just needed to put in a little like we didn't know this, so right. we just left it blank. But I guess you have to put something. So that was oh. fine. Oh, did you find out where he was born? No. Oh no, we still don't know that. We're literally hoping it's on the birth Oh, okay. <laughs> because this is gonna help us potentially find him. Yeah. For reasons that are very annoying. Yeah. So and just. Mm. More of a sperm donor than a dad, really. Yeah, but like in the porn. Yeah, now I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. So I, I stopped reading that book. I was like, after our conversation last week, couldn't. I couldn't even pick it up again. I was like, yeah. oh, no. Like the more I talked about it out loud, yeah. the more I was like, oh. oh I don't actually. Yeah, no. Yeah. So um, I... It was funny. I'm going to backtrack for a second. Yeah. So when we were in Toronto, um, I, I love my teachers and I like from college and I love like seeing things that they've been in. I just find it so cool when I didn't know them that way. Like I, I knew them, like I met them more on a personal level and then you, and then you see them. Like, I think that's seriously just so cool. And so I, we had made plans to have coffee with Rick. And so I was looking just through his filmography again. Oh, cause I was looking through his pictures and I might've told you this, but there was a picture of him and Ed Norton. Oh. And so I was like, Oh, was he in something the, with Ed Norton? Yeah. And so I clicked on it and he was in a movie called the score, um, which I think was in 2001. Um, but it's Robert De Niro, Edward Norton. Um, I forget who else, yeah. but it was, so it wasn't on any of the streaming services. I was like, of course not. So I looked on the library website um, and it's on the library website, but it's no longer available. Oh. And so I reached out to a librarian and I said, hey, can you help me understand why like, I can't get this movie? Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's it's just been taken out of our library, but you can request it using an interlibrary loan. And I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Like, I knew it was a thing when I was at university yeah, for, like, because, journals and stuff like that. Yeah, because all, like, academic libraries, like, share with each other. Right. But for whatever reason, I didn't, didn't they, think... Didn't they, like, public libraries? No, didn't think. Mm. And so she's like, yeah, you can put in a request. And in the request, like, you can say, like, how much you would be willing to pay to have this transfer. Like, maybe yeah. depending on, like the the type of material or the you're getting the complexity yeah of the transfer like but whatever. I was like zero dollars like I want to see it but like I don't I'm not willing pay, to pay for it yeah right <laughs> um and so anyway I put the request in and I didn't hear anything and then um earlier last week oh so when we were at coffee with Rick Rick mm-hmm. actually brought the movie up I forget what we were talking about but he was saying like um you know like like, oh, yeah, I was on set with Robert De Niro. Oh, he was like, yeah, my my brother was like, oh, you've only made it when you've done this or whatever as an actor. Yeah. And he's like, I was on set with Robert De Niro. Like, like that's I didn't, pretty made I it. didn't talk to him, but I was on set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh, I definitely want to see this movie. I like Edward Norton anyway. Yeah. And so it came in last week. Um, and so 
I is from the Amherst Library. Oh. Yeah, which is cool. And so I went on Friday after we had breakfast and I picked it up. But because I was there, I was like, oh, well, I know the first Ike Schwartz mystery is in this library. Like, actually, I think all of them are in the Sackville Library. So I went and I got um, Artscape by Frederick Ramsey. Is that the first one? It's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've seen our reel, I was so excited about that reel because I see that transition (laughs) on TikTok all the time. And I was like, oh my God, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, It was really just a little quick and whatever and fucked up the grid anyway. So I was like, whatever. I Um, was dying. Right. (laughs) Like, okay, so (laughs) I love that reel. That was the cutest thing Uh, I've ever seen. And then the story... (laughs) But um, one of my coworkers, who I absolutely love, her name is Tressa, reached out like after our story because our story was like, oh, we were trying to do this to like keep the, and we fucked it up, and um, was like, you're doing a great job. Oh! And I just, I love her so much. Um, oh. She's the sweetest little human. She's on mat leave right now oh. with her little baby, little yeah. baby boy, yeah. and so cute. We had a work party recently. Yeah. Um, like a work barbecue, and uh, she brought her little one, and it was just, it was so sweet to see mm, them. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. and I like, um, right about the time that Tressa left for Matt leave, it was about the time that I had left the ops team as well. Like, I think I had oh. left the ops team like a month or two before. Yeah. Um. So it really just hits home that I like, not like lost the team because they're still there and I still see them occasionally yeah. but like I I don't know something about seeing Tressa I was just like oh I really miss ops and all my friends oh so <laughs> could you theoretically go back to ops team? yeah theoretically mm. I mean I'm also like one of their like not to toot my own horn but I'm also one of their like senior staff members as well so like they put you where they need you kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. No, it's Although fine. I did tell them that I needed, like, an actual break from operations. So I just, like, oh, yes. took it out of yeah. my availability. Right. Technically, I didn't, but, like, they know. They know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Which is, like, oh, that's so great. That's yeah. Great. They've been great. Yeah. So. Um, so, anyway, I started reading Artscape on yeah. the weekend, which very much introduces the detective, Ike, Ike Schwartz. Schwartz. Um, Does it feel like you already knew these things about him or like... No, no, because like it talks about his physical description a little bit more, which I didn't know. Um, It's already introduced a character that I do know from the 10th book, but in a different capacity. So I'm like, oh, Oh. something happened here. Um, And I know from just from what they said in the 10th book that he, his wife in the 10th book Mm -hmm. is not his wife yet. But he had a wife who died, like, overseas kind of thing. So I haven't learned that information yet. But um, I'm pretty sure he's on his way to meet his future wife in a professional capacity. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the president of the university in Pickettsville, Virginia. Right. And so he, like, I think there's a threat of an art... Um, an art theft mm-hmm. at this university of this university's collection. And yeah. so he's going to meet with her to talk about their security and stuff. But one thing that I really had to laugh at, and I think I read this description like three or four times to be like, mm, is like, it was talking about his, I forget like overbearing stature 
like like because he was getting into the car and so he was it was saying like he crammed his his this stature yeah but the way that it made it sound so he's six foot two okay and 200 pounds i mean and i'm like so that's big not that big like (laughs) like like, admittedly like that's pretty lean yeah actually for example andrew yeah is six feet tall and he's like 270 which is not like he's not like a brick of a man but he's like like a solid guy right but when i hear like two inches taller and 70 pounds lighter i'm Mm -hmm. like that's a lean man yeah like might be all maybe he's ripped but like that's a lean person that's yeah so I, so I just kind of giggled a little bit. I was like, oh, Frederick Ramsey, you think that's a burly man. That's you have not, not seen a burly man. <laughs> no. Um, that reminds me of a TikTok I saw that somebody um, was saying that she went and she, had, she bought a yardstick. So yeah. a yardstick is three, three feet. feet. 36 right? inches. Yeah. We had one growing up. I um, loved it. And... <clears throat> Then she was saying that her D&D character is three feet, and so she put the yardstick on the ground and ah! showed where it came up to her on her body, and she was like, I did not think about this. Yeah. Like, I did not think about what three feet actually is when I was creating this character, and she's like, I think I have to change some things about how I play this character, because mm. it's not as tall as it's you think It's not it tall. Um, three feet is less than <clears throat> a meter. It's slightly less than a meter. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of tall my nephew oh. is taller than me because my he's taller than my sister and we're the same height what he is what 13 that no yes so he's way taller than me because you're taller than me he's 13 now and he is over 5 7 and i'm just like stop growing i don't <laughs> and like my niece is almost taller than my sister's partner kayla and, like, Kayla is a few, like, maybe, like, a foot shorter than my sister. Not a foot. That's too much. Like, a few inches. Maybe six inches shorter. Okay. So, like... That's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But not a foot. Right. Sorry. Like, my brain was like, no, she's not four foot seven. I don't know uh, how tall she is, but she's definitely not that. Right. She's over five feet for sure. But, okay. like, my nine-year-old niece is taller than that. And I'm just like, Tiffany, you grow very tall children. Like, how, how tall was him? Oh, I don't. I'm like, don't want to say their no. name. Yeah, that's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, not that much taller. Like maybe a few inches taller than Tiffany. Like definitely shorter than my brother. My brother's six foot something, six one. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I know. I've only met him a few times, but like he doesn't seem as tall. No, but he is. Yeah, he's been six foot one since like high school. So, granted, Andrew doesn't really seem like six feet tall no. sometimes. But if he stands like. If he stands, if he stands, stands you, up, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, um, Tristan is technically two inches taller than me, but he slouches, yeah. so you can never really tell. No. But if he's standing up straight, I'm like, stop. Yeah, <laughs> stop, stop it. it. You're taller than yeah. me? Gross. Yeah, is, um, I have a pair of seven-inch heels. Yeah. And I love wearing them, because then Andrew and You're I are just, the like, same towered. height. Oh my god, I don't know. Like, I would love to go through this world six feet tall. Like... Yeah. It I, feels amazing. I've definitely heard lots of, like, there's been lots and lots of stories about, like, being a tall woman and how, like, yeah. society's not, like, super jazzed for that. Right. But, like, I've always wanted to be taller than yeah, I am. Yeah, always. Just really average. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm five foot five and a half. I'm like the most. The- my my <laughs> shoe size is like seven and a half, eight. Like uh, yeah. Every time something sells out, it's my size. Yep. I'm just like fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. But yeah, like Gwendolyn Christie. <gasps> you don't know who Gwendolyn Christie I, is. No. Oh, I might. Who's um, Gwendolyn Christie? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Did you watch no. the newest Star Wars, like the Seven Eight Nine no. saga? Are you kidding me? Oh my! I watched one, like episode one. No, like of the Seven Eight Nine. Yeah, which I think one? I watched the first. Maybe I watched two of them. I watched the like, one where they introduce Ray. Yeah, so, and then well, I watched the one where they go find Luke, but I haven't watched like the last one. They fi- they go find Luke at the end of the. Seven. Oh, maybe I didn't watch the eighth one. Spoiler alert. Oh, this this person. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She's hot. She's hot, and she's so tall. She's very tall. Okay, so I'm pretty 1. sure. 1.9 meters. How much is that? Uh, I don't. <laughs> tall. One. Well, 1. 1.9 meters is 190 centimeters, and I'm 165 centimeters. So, Six so, feet two. Six foot two, almost three. Yeah. So, also, looking at her picture, you've met Jess. Yeah. Do they not look? Yes. I tell Jess that all the time. She's like, I don't see it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Ever like when I watch Game of Thrones, even some of Gwendolyn's facial expressions You're and like, stuff, I'm like, it's fucking Jess. Are you related? Yeah. Like it's it's amazing, and Jess is just like, no, nah, I don't see it, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, but yeah, I love Gwendolyn Christie. Mm-hmm. She's in something new that I just saw. I don't often remember actors' names. Oh, you and Andrew get along well. Yeah. I'm like, I know you're in things, mm-hmm. but I don't know what your name is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same with, like, I can sing you a chorus of almost any song on the radio. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. I don't know the name. I don't know who it's by. Yeah. There's this one song right now that I looked up. It's called, um, oh, my God. I literally looked it up. It's called like platoon, not platoon, pontoon. Oh my god! Oh, it's called pontoon. Cannot. Rem- I'm gonna look it up right now. All right. But, um, <laughs> there's this one part in their course that they go mm, motorboat, oh, and yeah! I love it so much. Yeah, the bring, way bring, they bring. say it is yeah. so good, and I'm just like, yeah, you yeah. know what kind of motorboat they're talking ah! about. <laughs> okay, have you heard the song in? on the radio right now and it's like I can feel you over here I can feel you over here and when it does that it, it plays in one speaker yes. and then the other <gasps> every time I'm just like oh my god I love yeah, this yeah yeah um it's by Little Big Town Pontoon by Little Big Town yeah um and just that moment of mm, motorboat yeah I love it so oh no don't open okay sorry it was gonna open the song on YouTube which would be fine we played yeah. Eric Whitaker last time. Yeah, I could play a tiny, tiny snippet. Yeah, that'd be but um, yeah, so yeah, I'm on like page eight of oh, my book. Good. Yeah, yeah. I um. But what about a you? Really great time. Okay, so <laughs> I forgot my. Book. I noticed okay. that. So, <laughs> I forgot my like journal that I write in in the car for like most of the week and then I I guess brought it inside but then totally forgot where I'd put it um so I don't have it with me but I do know the books I've read how many books have you read since Thursday three (laughs) 
And I'll explain a little bit as to why. So I got um, the newest uh, Allie Hazelwood book called Love on the Brain. So Allie Hazelwood wrote um, The Love Hypothesis, which oh, I talked about. Yes. And it was it's like an Adam Driver, Kylo Ren fanfic. Um, and I loved Love Hypothesis. Like, I thought it was funny. I thought, you know, it was cute, like, enemies to lovers. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that she had another book out, I was like, yep, give me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's called Love on the Brain, and it is another, like, enemy, enemies to lovers, um, workplace romance. Of course. Um, this time, I'm just trying to find their actual names. <laughs> Motorboat, motorboat. <laughs> so, so B is a neuroscientist, um, neuroengineering. So she is working there. She gets like invited to co-lead a program at NASA where they're going to be um, mapping the human brain and using, like, um, like stimulus to try to eliminate blind spots, which is super fascinating. Hmm. Um, and so, but the problem is, is that Lee's B, sorry, B, it's just B-E-E, -E, like the bees, <laughs> insect. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, it's morning <laughs> on a it Monday. Is, it is a Monday morning. Yeah. Um, but so the problem is that B, uh, her co-lead is Levi Ward, who she, since her early days in her uh, grad school program, um, thinks, hates her because they met and he just like immediately didn't say anything to her and like, pieced out mm -hmm. um and then all of their interactions over the last however many years they've known each other have been similarly like he ignores her he avoids her he like won't ever talk to her um one time like the first time they met she was wearing this like pretty dress that she had gotten because it was similar to marie curry's like wedding dress right um and another student asked like oh lee how do you think b looks in her outfit and he just like turned around and walked away <laughs> so she's like convinced that they have this like nemesis going like that they're just arch nemeses and like you know they kind of hate each other and it's you know so <laughs> she um gets to this project and none of her stuff is there. Like, none of her lab is set up, and it means that she's just, like, at NASA doing nothing. Um, and she's convinced that it's because Levi won't sign off on the authorization mm. to get her stuff. Right. And so she, um, like, stews about it for a while and then, like, decides to confront him about it. And she just <laughs> walks into his office and basically, like, runs down she's like I know you hate me like all of these things and he's just like what <laughs> like what do you know I what do you mean I don't hate you oh and my god it's just also like it's just politics because like 
you know. And it comes to like that, like NASA wants to lead the project all on their own so that they can have control of the patent, but then um, they didn't have enough money, so they brought on the NIH, which I can't remember. Uh, National Institute of Health. Yeah. So they brought on the NIH and um, they want to share the patent, but NASA's like, well, we'll just like slowly kill the project until NIH pulls out and then we'll just do it next year, you know? Oh my God. Um, And so it's just like office politics that are keeping her stuff from her. But then they find out that another lab is doing a very similar project to them and they're like, well, NASA wants this, so we're just going to push ahead and we're going to like approve all these things provided you can give us results in three months. Right. And they're like, sure. Hmm. Even knowing that science is not that precise. You know, like... (laughs) Great. So they start working together, and then it comes out, like, um, they start to, like, actually converse and, like, really get to know each other. And it comes out that Levi was just so overwhelmed with his, like, feelings about her that the only way he knew how to deal with it is to just, like, leave the situation every time they came across each other because he was just, like... (laughs) Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by how much he was feeling for her. And, like, it's so cute. And I think that's what I like about uh, Allie Hazelwood's stuff is that even her enemies to lovers isn't really, like, enemies to lovers. Like, it's... It's, like, a... It's more of a miscommunication. Yeah, but in a way that, It's not like, oh, you, like... You heard the wrong message. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In a way that's actually funny to me. Like, because who hasn't had somebody in their life that you're just, like, convinced hates you? Yep. And they don't. Like, (laughs) but you're just like, oh, but every time I see you, you, like, do this weird thing that's not, like, socially normal. Yeah. And, of course, like, it plays onto all of those, like, neurodivergent, neurotypical things where, like... Um, she just assumes he hates her because of all of these social interactions, but really that was just him, like, not knowing how to do the social interaction. Mm-hmm. So, I just, I really loved it. I mm. thought it was very funny, um, nice and spicy once they get together as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I thought nice. it was super cute, and I just, I wanted to read more of it right. when it was over, so. It, does she have another one coming out soon? Um, I don't know, because that one literally just came out, like, last week, so. Meh. Perks of working in At a bookstore. A bookstore. <laughs> yeah. Cultural department store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and then, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> I decided, <clears throat> wouldn't it be great to read... Uh, the first Zodiac Academy novel. <laughs> um, and it quickly became the first two Zodiac Academy novels. <laughs> and I stayed up disgustingly late last night. Oh, no! <laughs> so, I'm a little tired, but it's also one of those, like, I did it to myself tired, so yeah. I'm not that bad. Right. Although, I did start reading, what is it called? Husband Material by Alexis Hall, which is a continuation of their book, uh, boyfriend material. Oh, okay. Um, I did start reading that one, but I wasn't in the mood for that story. So I like, I'm about halfway through it. I just, um, I was feeling really like anxious and stuff. So I put the book down and then didn't really feel like picking back up. So I'll have to get back to that one. But Okay. How was Zodiac Academy? It, it's good. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually wrote in my phone because I couldn't find my journal. Oh, smart. 
So Zodiac Academy won The Awakening by Carolyn Peckham and Susan Valenti. Nope. <laughs> Would you say Valenti? Valenti. Valenti. Susan Valenti. Um, I wrote a little description that is like a little spoiler alerty, but I... I would thought it was hilarious while I was writing it. To be fair, it was also high. Uh-huh. Um, so we're about to find out if it was funny. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you, like, pissing yourself laughing on the I couch. Was, <laughs> I was. Okay. So Darcy and, Tor- uh, Darcy and Tori are twins, and they've been in the foster care system for their whole lives. Just turned 18, they've been kicked out of the house and are trying to survive on their own, but for that, they need money. You wrote this part? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Darcy breaks back into the foster home that they had just been living in, in, uh, to get the $2,000 they left in the wall. She gets it, but then she loses it to a man that, um, was, like, chasing after her because, and she was running from the police. Great. So she thinks, oh, that man's police, I'm never gonna get that money back. Hmm. Um, Tori steals a motorcycle to get cash, uh, because that's, like, a thing she does. Great. <laughs> steals bikes, sells them to a top shop. And gets money. Um, it's a thing. And she gets caught by a, a man who follows her home. So uh, that man turns out to be Professor Orion, who is a vampire fae, which I'll get to in a second, uh, who works for the Zodiac Academy. The school the twins will need to go to to claim their fae inheritance, which is the goddamn throne. What? So these, <laughs> these two twins are the... Um, I wrote, these are the Vega twins, uh, who everyone thought, everyone in the, the world of Zodiac Academy, like, everyone thought that they had died when they were babies, but actually they've been sent as changelings to the human world because their parents knew they were getting murdered. I don't know. It's not quite clear. It's kind of like a Harry Potter type thing. Yeah, so, like, right. they didn't know about their inheritance, and, um, so he comes, Professor Orion comes and is like, you have to follow me, but he also compels them to do so, because, like... He can? He can. It's like a fey trait. Okay. Um, he compels them to follow him, and then they get to the awakening. Okay. So, the, these are the Vega twins. Gwendolina who is Darcy, Gwen- Gwendolina, okay. and Roxanya, uh, who is Tori, and uh, it says, who are the rightful heirs to the faith realm, thought dead. Um, when they get to the school, they realize that the Zodiac Academy is all about strength, and they'll have to fend, out, fend off the heirs to the council that took over when their parents were murdered. So, they, their parents were murdered, and they were, like, the king and queen of the fae. But then there were four of their counselors underneath them that when they were murdered decided, well, leave the throne free and we'll just rule as a council. But then they've been ruling for the last 18 years. And so their kids have now grown up knowing that they're going to take over that ruling. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're the heirs to the throne, essentially. Right. Um, four super hot alpha males who hate them. So, <laughs> incredible. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is where I thought it was funny. So I said, for super hot alpha males who fucking hate their guts, but also kind of desire them because alpha male, alpha fey male shit. <laughs> um, Accurate. So they spend like the first 
month or so just like getting into shit at their new school so like Uh the the heirs hate them everyone at the school love the heirs so they all hate uh, the twins and like um they basically get relentlessly bullied um because that's what the face society is all about it's all about strength and holding your own Mm -hmm. and so like teachers do jack shit when the students fight and like Professor Orion, like, um, he, uh, he's a vampire fae, so they have different, like, um, orders of fae, and it's, like, shifters, um, like, the vampire and or sirens, and then there's, like, a couple of other ones, but the vampire fae, like, this is how they regenerate their power, so the vampire fae suck like, blood and power from other people. Okay. Other people less powerful than them. Right. Um, and then, like, shifters get their their power regeneration through, like, if you're a pegasus, you're flying through the air, and that's how you get it back. Or if you're a werewolf, you hang out at the, like, under the stars, under the moon. And then, like, sirens... Uh, feed off your emotions. So it's all of these, like, very specific things that also culminate in having them, like, have to be very close to these heirs all the time. Right. Because, of course, like, the heirs are trying to be like, get the fuck out of our school. Get the fuck out of our lives. Yeah. Go back to your, you Wherever know, you came from. Um, and stop ruining our lives, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the twins are the most powerful people under the airs right now. So, like, they start, you know, trying to siphon off their power by, like, sucking on their blood and, like, all these things. So, <laughs> Professor Ryan also uh, chooses Darcy to be his, like, source. That's what they call it. Um, and that is a thing. So, but this is so cliche. Like, this whole story is, mm-hmm. like, one of the most, like, cliche, like, fantasy romances of all time. So, right. like, most people, I was telling you earlier that yeah. most people in this series, like, you have an attunement to one or two elements based on your zodiac sign. Um, but the... Vega twins have all four. Of so course. They're proficient in all four. And then at one point they're like looking at their, they're doing palmistry and they're looking at their power levels because you can see that on their hand, I guess. And it's like, um, like most people's, their top power, like their, their primary power is like, you know, six to seven power level and like, for them, their their weakest power is, like, a 7. So, like, it goes, like, 7, 8, 9, and 10 for their power levels of their four powers. And right. they're, like, ever so slightly different, even though they're twins, because, like... They're still their own people. They're still their own people. Yeah. Um, but it's just such a cliche, like, storyline of, like, of course they're the most powerful in the beings in the room, but they haven't, like, realized their power yet. Mm-hmm. And so they're being bullied about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's this constant, like, alpha struggle between the twins and the heirs where the heirs are like, just submit to us and whatever. And the twins are like, no, fuck you. Like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't grow up with this fey bullshit. Yeah. So uh, I can understand why some people didn't like it because it was very much, like, everything that 
they were introducing, you're like, of course this is going to happen. Right. Like, of course the, all the heirs are, like, super hot. And, of course, they're still attracted to them even though they hate their guts and, like, all of these things. But I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun read. Um, and I just, like, just loved it. I wanted to keep reading, which is why I read the second book as right. well. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, that's what matters, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you know. it's also an extreme slow burn. So, uh. <laughs> oh, I hate a slow burn. I, I can't, I can't pay attention. Okay, so I understand that slow burns are not for everybody. Like, um, I think if you're gonna get into Zodiac Academy, you should be reading it for the fantasy, not for the smut, because it's gonna take a while to get to the smut. Right. Um, but. I, in this particular case, I loved it. I loved the way that it just, like, drew out all of this, like, sexual tension. Mm. And, um, so <laughs> there's sexual tension between Darcy and Professor Orion. Mm -hmm. So Orion is, he's not that much older than them. So they're 18, the heirs are between 20 and 22, and then Orion's, like, maybe a year or two older. So he's okay. probably, like, 22 to 24. Right. So it doesn't make it super weird that he's going after, like, an 18-year-old, because there's only, like, five or six years between them. Right. Which is fine. Mm. You're still kind of in the same life situation. Yeah, like, he, we talked about that last time. Yeah. Week. Yeah. He is a professor for plot reasons. Like, oh. <laughs> so, he's uh. a professor because he needed to have a reason to be at the school um, with Darius, one of the heirs, uh, because they're, like, uh, sold wands or something. Anyway. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so, like... <laughs> He's just there he's like, because... He's there to protect Darius. Right. Okay. Um, but in a way to make it so that it's not as, like, glaringly obvious that they have this connection, they have made it so that, like, Orion's a professor and Darius is a student. Mm. So when Darius leaves the school, Orion will just retire and leave it with him. Right. Um, but I am living for this, like, forbidden teacher romance in this book. <laughs> and I think it's because they're adults. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be as cool with me if they weren't adults. Like, if, if they were high school students. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is, like, essentially a magical college, mm -hmm. almost. Um, and it's just... I love the way that... They show that Orion's, like, really interested in Darcy, but is also, like, actively trying not to be because he's her teacher. Right. So, like... Yeah. Okay. But it's so fucking hot. Anyway. Th that kind of slow burn is good. I thought <clears throat> even, like, just in general, a slow burn. No. Because like, I've tried to watch slow burn movies, and, like... Yeah. Oh my just god. Gets just gets the point on Yeah, me. like I'm done. Yes. I can't deal with it. In this um, case, I really like, like the, the like sex I, slow I can't do it. Right. Um and then the other aspect of the slow burn is like I'm pretty sure that the heirs are supposed to be their like love interests, but of course they hate each other right now. So it's right. taken a while. But it definitely picks up the spiciness in book two. Mm -hmm. How like, many books are there? There's gonna be nine. Uh, well, we'll see. But yeah, there's going to be nine of them. Um, I thought there was going to be 12 as well. And then I looked it up and 
No. So, whatever. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I've just, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, the book one ends with them basically on the verge of leaving the school. So, uh, mm-hmm. all of the bullying comes to a point where, um, so Darcy's hair is cut off and it's like, um, like almost shorn to the scalp oh cut off. Um, and he does it because they, they end up telling one of the other heirs, Max, who's a siren, he manipulates their emotions so they tell him their deepest fears. Right. And for Darcy, it's, uh, has to do with like not being loved, um, mm-hmm. because she, when she lost her virginity, the person she lost her virginity to, um, like, immediately, like, five seconds after, just, like, started ignoring her. Like, basically, like, got what he wanted, now he's out, kind of thing. Oh, my God. And so she has a lot of... And then growing up in the foster care system, Mm -hmm. like, she has a lot of uh, internalized, like, loneliness and stuff. Like, just... Feelings of unlovability. Yeah. Like, she doesn't feel lovable, and, like, her hair is, like, a big part of her personality. Um, and... I don't know what you mean. (laughs) What? And so for it to be cut off was, like, really humiliating. And then also uh, he had someone, like, Seth is the guy that cut off her hair, had someone um, filming it. And then they Mm. posted it on, like, they call it Facebook, which I fucking hate. I can't tell you why I hate this so much, but I do. Um, So it's, like, their Facebook, obviously. Um, And so it goes all over the school. But then Tori... Uh, her greatest fear was drowning because she got into a car accident and her ex-boyfriend left her in the car. Like, they flew off a bridge and went into the lake and he got out, but she couldn't get out and he just left her to die, essentially. So her biggest fear was drowning. But wait, she didn't die. No, she didn't. Okay. But they try to kill her. The heirs... Oh. Like, use compulsion to force her to jump into a pool and then they, like, start freezing the top of the pool and, like... They're really trying to traumatize them into leaving. Yeah, and they, like, almost kill her. And the only thing that stops it is that Orion comes, like, in, like, an avenging angel and basically is, like, all you fuckers Mm. get Orion, like, like the star? Yeah. Yeah. The the constellation? His first name is actually Lance. Professor Lance Orion. Um, And Lance is not a sexy name. You can't tell me that it is. (laughs) No. No, I'm my sorry. face is telling you that it's yeah, not. Yeah, I know. I looked over and your <laughs> face is literally like, uh. Like, can you, okay, uh, just for <laughs> education, like saying like, oh, Lance. Like, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, it's like Can't that. Can't do it. It's like, oh my God, what's that? What's that song that's going around right now? It's like, hello, my name is, oh, what's, it, what's his name? My it's name is something Price. Elder Price. Elder Price. Because it's from the Book of Mormon. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is a nice name. And it's then like, then hello, like, oh, my name is Keith. Keith. And it's like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's so perfect. Funny. So the context behind that sound, I don't know if you know this, but no. the context behind the sound is that this one roommate is really into, like, musical theater and so what he'll do is he'll just start a musical theater song and his other roommate has to jump in with like what comes next right having no knowledge at all which of is musical key. theater which is key. amazing <laughs> so 
you know, he starts with the, the song from Book of Mormon where he goes like, hello, my name is Elder Price. Yeah. And I'm here to talk to you about whatever. Yeah. And then his roommate has to jump in with whatever he thinks comes next. And it's very funny. I've watched a few of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because the one that, yeah. the one that I've seen, I need to watch more of them now, yeah. is like, um, when it's Elder Price, it's like, you know, the, the overachieving perfectionist or whatever yeah. at school. And then when it's Keith, it's just like, can't do anything. Yeah. It's like, an, it's an ADHD it's thing. Very but it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Sorry. Lance. Wait, that, yeah, that's <laughs> I can't. But I'm, as soon as you said that, I was like, hello, my, my name, name is, is Lance. Keith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all I can think about is, um, Lance from Bones. I don't know if you ever watched Bones. I did. But, so, uh, Lance was like, he was their like psychologist for a while, and he died very horribly in the show. Um, I need to look him up now. Um, I know that as soon as you'll see his face, you'll be like, okay. Because I watched a lot of Bones. Helen in Sackville, New Brunswick, yeah. like when we were at university. Oh! Lance! Lance yeah. Sweets! Dr. Sweets! He dies? Yeah, it's not great. That's... And he leaves behind, like, a pregnant girlfriend. Um, And she was, like, really annoying when she got introduced, but then became, like, a really beloved cast membership or Mm. member because of Lance. Right. Sweets. Well, now I want to see. He's super cute, Del. Last appearance was in season 10. Yeah. Wow. But, so, all Mm. I can think of is Lance Sweets, and Lance Sweets is not a sexy character. Right. Nope. So, I'm going to keep in my brain calling him Orion, because I think that's a sexier name. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, Uh, Oh, yeah, no. So, in book two... Yeah. They go to a party with Darius's family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's revealed that Darius's dad is uh, physically abusive. So he's one of the council members, but he also, like, beats the shit out of Darius. Um, Great. And because they're, they have, like, that soul-bonded whatever thing between him and Orion, um, Orion gets takes most of the beatings from for him. So it's, like, this really weird... Because it's, like, a protector thing. Like, right. Um, so Orion is bound by his soul to protect Darius from anything, and that includes his abusive father. So they have a very close but very weird relationship where, like, Darius feels a lot of shame about having an abusive father, I guess. Um, yeah. And hmm. so they're at this party, um, and Orion takes Darcy into the pool using magic takes her to the bottom of the pool and they share this really hot kiss and then he's like we can never do this again (laughs) (laughs) because they shouldn't have done it in the first place like he's going to lose his job i'm just he's going to right um are there nine books already written i don't think all nine are out um some of them are. sorry i keep interrupting you no that's okay uh i think like Six or seven are out now, okay. so I think there's only a f- couple more left to come out. I'm sure you can look it up. I'm going to fact check it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, for book one, I say 10 out of 10, hella cringy, but incredible. Like, yes, it's every cliche in the world. They have an affinity to every element. They don't know their order, but it's bound to be epic and super out of control of the, or out of norm. They're crazy powerful but lack control, and that freaks people out, but then they also underestimate them. They're Aww. super beautiful, 
And Darcy has a legit romance with Prof Orion that I'm thirstily rooting for. <laughs> but it's so good. You're super easily drawn into the world and the drama of Zodiac Academy because it's all predictable fun. Hmm. It's also a good, well-thought-out, generally interesting take on the Fae. The tie to the Zodiacs are super fun and informative. Yeah. Um, and I think also, I've just been reading such fucked-up shit recently, like such fucked-up romance, hmm. that it was nice to have just like a really simple, normal romance. Right. As normal as Fae shit gets. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, so yeah. Right this now? actually makes me feel really happy. So... There are actually only eight in the main series. Oh, okay. Um, seven have been published. The eighth is expected to be published this year. But there are also four books that are not oh, the, in the main... Oh, they're novellas or whatever? Yeah, because it like there's book 0. 0.5, and then there's book 1.5. Yeah. And then there's book 5.5 and book 5.6. So between the eight in the main series and those four novellas, that's There's 12, 12 novels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, <gasps> that does make That makes happier. me feel really better. Yeah. Oh, this one's called The Big Ass Party, but yes. it's like A dot yes. S dot S. Okay. So, dot. so there are some royalists who like really believe that the twins should have the throne again now that they've been revealed to be alive. Okay. And so ASS stands for like... I can't remember what it stands for, but it's essentially like like astral something something. Like okay. it's like an acronym. Right. Um, and when they point out to them that it spells ass, they're like, oh, only you would see that. And it's just like, no. That's, everyone sees yeah. like everyone. Cause the the twins are a little embarrassed by this at first because they, they don't want to be like the center of attention. Right. Um, and so they're a little embarrassed that these people are, like, obsessed with them just because of who they are to the Fae court. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it ends up being, like, a really, uh, fulfilling friendship for them to be friends with these ass people, mm-hmm. like the society. Oh my gosh. Um, and it's just, I really like it so far. Um, I am just reading them in, like one through whatever order and then I'll probably go back and read the novellas yeah um this is something I did as well with Throne of Glass like I read a couple of the books before I went back to read Assassin's Blade I think I did too yeah yeah I did tell you to do that also yeah probably (laughs) I tell everyone to do that I'm like it just hits differently when you have some of the background from the main story yeah um, like some of the stories about what is his name, Sam? Sam. Sam. Yeah, some of the stories about Sam like hit differently when, when you know you have, what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always tell people read at least Throne of Glass, but probably what's the next one? Empire of Storms. I'm just gonna nod because sure. I thought it was Crown of Midnight. No, but... it is Crown of Midnight. You're totally right. Oh, okay. Um, like I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like read at least the first two before you go back to Assassin's Blade. I don't even think I could tell you the title of all seven of those books. I just say the Throne of Glass series. Yeah. I don't know that I could either. Actually, yeah. like I have no idea. I'm thinking about it now. Okay. So Throne of okay. Glass. Crown of Glass. Crown of. Crown of Midnight. Midnight. Queen, Queen of, of Shadows. Shadows. Um, Empire of Storms. Yes. Oh my god, what is, um... Five. <laughs> what is the one, what is Kale's story? What is that one called? The Tower of Dawn. Tower of Dawn, but that's, but that's six. six. I don't even, what's the last and one called? Kingdom of Ash. Oh, right. What okay. are the ones that we're missing? Uh, 
Okay, let's put it up. I don't feel like I'm a good enough fan now. No, no. I know. I'm like, oh, I'm God. Feel, like, I, I can tell you sad. every Harry Potter novel I know. name. Uh, we've got... Okay. Well, the Assassin's Blade. Assassin's Blade, yeah. Oh! Okay. What did we miss? The third one. Oh. So, Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, Heir of Fire. Heir of Fire! Queen of okay. Shadows is the fourth one. Uh-huh. Empire of Storms is five. Tower, Tower of Dawn, Dawn Kingdom, Kingdom of Ash. Ash. Okay. Yeah. I also love how, like, they all have these covers with, um, her. Main character? Yeah, main character. Fuck. Let's say Selena. Yeah. Sardothian. Yep. <laughs> and then this one Tower of Dawn. Oh, I guess because it's Kale's story. Because it's Kale's story. Yeah. Which was supposed to be a novella and turned into a full-fledged full novel. novel. Yeah. Yeah. That she wrote in like yeah. four oh, days I or something. Know. <laughs> oh, I don't even... Yeah. I don't know how that works. Oh, in what order do you read them? It says to read Assassin's Blade first. And don't I do hear it. that. Like, I understand that you absolutely could from a chronological standpoint. Sure. And like a historical standpoint. Chronologically, Assassin's Blade comes before Throne of Glass. Like, all the right. stories in Assassin's Blade happen, happen before, before Throne of Glass. But you understand them and feel them more yes. if you have read the first The emotional two. impact of them hits differently yeah. if you've read a couple books before you read it. Yeah. Um... And so I'm not like, don't read it. I'm just like, don't read it first. No. Because I don't think... I also think that the introduction of Selena and her story in Throne of Glass is so incredibly impactful. So like, good. the way that they talk about the prison that she's being held in. Mm-hmm. And, like, her... the Just, it's so fucking good. She's, and you meet, like, Dorian and, like, it's all... And, yeah. and, like, the way that they're introduced in the actual main series and not Assassin's Blade yeah. is so fucking delicious yeah. that I'm like, please at least read the Throne of Glass first. Yeah. Because it gives you some background that makes Assassin's Blade hit differently. Yeah. Um, even... Mm, no, it's gone. No, it's gone. Was it about Throne of Glass? Yep. That's okay. Was it about Irene? Nope. Because she also is a great character. She's a great character. Why, Um, I say Irene. I said why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah. just remembered, like, a while ago, we had a conversation. Oh, where we yeah. Were like, why, Irene? Why, Irene? <laughs> Irene? Irene? Yeah, like, but, like, Yvonne. Yvonne. So, Irene. I say, I say Irene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Irene? I don't know. Oh, my God, what was I going to say? Um, oh, that's what I was going to She is not set up as a protagonist that you necessarily want to like. Yeah. And she doesn't care if you Chef's like her. Kiss. Fucking like, love that. Yeah, like, it's real. Yeah, she doesn't care if you like her. And, yeah. like, it's just... Yeah. I also think that part of me really just fucking loved that introduction to her because she really genuinely thought she was about like she was gonna die yeah like um there's this bit and it is the it's very early on so there's no spoilers in this but they talk about how uh no one escapes from the prison camp that she'd been held in like yeah. not a single person what is it called and dover and dover and dover and e-n-d-o-v-i-e-r and dover that's what, I, that's <laughs> I, what I always called it. <laughs> I think in my brain I called it Endover. Mm. End of her. Endover. Oh. That's how she totally got it. That's exactly how she fucking got that. What? No. 
now that I say that out loud, that's totally because everyone knows that when you're writing shit, you just like come up with weird ways Whoa. to say things. End of Oh my god, I just blew my own mind. Anyway, so Whoa. she's okay. Yeah, <laughs> she's in Endover. It's like a slave camp. It's a slave camp. It is meant it's to caves, kill you. Yeah. Um, it's like salt mines or something. That's like what it is. Salt mines. Yeah. Or some sort of mine. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so no one escapes, and part of that is that no one can get within like five hundred feet of the wall. Yeah. And she gets within, like, 18 or something. Like, something so fucking close. Yeah, so And close. the reason she gets so far, basically, is because she does not expect to survive it. Like, she's actually, she's doing this as, like, a... Kill me now. Kill me. Yeah. Kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and so she just is so irreverent about everything that's going on because she's like, well, I should be dead already. Yeah, yeah. And it's so good. It's so good. Um, it is pronounced endovier. 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 Okay. Perfect. But I like I like that because that could have been how she came up with the name. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but oh. it's just it's so good. I think p- part of the reason that I love Throne of Glass so much is that like it really hits at that like suicidal, depressed mm. like person. And the story at the beginning, like. With the Harry Potter series, you know from the beginning what this whole world is about. Yeah. With Throne of Glass, You're you do not. Just thrown straight into yeah. it. Like, but in the first a way... Two, sorry. The, yeah. Well, I was going to say, the first two books, it's like they're fighting something different. Than what the end game right, is. Right, exactly. Yes, absolutely. So oh, it's just... Oh, I'm sure. Um, and so it's just... It's, it's almost like it's two series in yeah, one yeah, that um, are just connected. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I'll never stop talking about it. I know. Because uh, it's my oh, favorite. It's so good. Oh, my back is so stiff. And I have to be so particular when I'm talking to people about the series. I usually ask them where they are in the series before I start talking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the main character gets a name change. So Yeah. Um, for for plot reasons. Yeah, for plot reasons. I'm sure we've talked about it already. I think we have. Um, but but yeah, it's like way back. Um, I forget if it was on TikTok or something, but I keep seeing more and more about just like reading more like inclusive mm-hmm. fay fiction and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and how like you know like sure Sarah J Maas's books are great but like but you you can find other really fantastic fae yeah. stories with disabled fae and but, like and like BIPOC yeah and like, but that's yeah cuz like yeah. she was saying like why so white why like, so white and why are the bad why, guys not white why like, did the like one main black character Namia is that how you see her name um, why did she get murdered so quickly? So quickly. Yeah, and why? so badly. Why? Like, like, there was no point. There was like, no point. Like, there was. Yeah. But, te- but not, it's not a good enough, not that you need to have a good reason, but, like, it's not a good enough reason for her to have died. No. Um, I'm looking it up. No, this is the whole series. I don't, it's an N, right? Yeah. It's definitely. No. Yeah. I always said Nehemia. It's possible. 
I'm really bad at names and reading names and uh, fantasy names. Just talk about how to pronounce it, because that would be wonderful. That would be great. Why don't people do Skin that? Skin color dark. Dark. Well, that's how she is described. Yeah, it is. Um, it's probably Nehemia. Or is it, you know, a silent H? I don't know. Uh, of course it's not going to tell you. Nope, I'll look it up. Because I need to know these things. And, like, I'm sure there's a pronunciation guide somewhere. Oh. Oh, oh that's not the same. Are we Wait. sure? How is the name? You're going to play an ad. It's a biblical character? It's a guy? I did not know this. Okay. Just say it. In English, it is usually said as Nehemiah. 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 Which is what a lot of these are saying, like Nehemiah. Sure. That's definitely not. It's like the first time that you learn that it's like Hermione and not Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. Hermione. Yeah. Hermione. Oh. And now it's such a normal fucking term. So. Oh, no. But she pronounces it Nahim. Nahimia. Nahimia. Nahimia Yetger. Like. Yetger. Like Garrison. Oh, Yetger. 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 Okay. Cool. Oh, I always said Nezrin Falik, but it's Falik. Oh. Oh, this is so fascinating, mm-hmm. actually, because I have a lot of trouble with all of these fucking... It is Irene. Um, Damn it! <laughs> with all these, like, fantasy names, sometimes they're so hard, because it literally sometimes looks like they've just gone, like, bloop, Yeah. The, the... What like, is it called? Keyboard. Yeah. Like, bloop. Yeah, just a computer um, smash. Yeah. Some of them, it's like, like when you told me that was kale. I know, because it, it's like C-H-A-O-L. A ch- so and chowl. There's chowl. There's no way that it's kale, but like the fucking is, vegetable. It is. So it's Aelin. I always say Aileen, but it's Aelin. Yeah, Aelin. And then, how do you say Selena? Just like Selena. That. Yeah, okay, Selena. perfect. Sard- Sardoth, like cloth. Sardothian. Yeah. Yep. So, like, most of them are right. Yeah. I'm never going to say them correctly. Gregory? It's fucking Gregory. It's Gregory. It's not Gregory. It's not Gregory. No. You know how people, like, when their name is Jeffrey, but it's spelled Geoffrey? (laughs) You're not going to, like, yeah. Sean is seen. It says seen. Like. I'm not going to, like, what? Like, like, Sean Bean. That should rhyme. Seen Bean. Seen Bean. (laughs) Biggest spoiler alert ever. If you see Sean Bean in a movie, he's gonna die. Yeah. Um, okay. How did you pronounce this one? Galathinius, maybe? Oh, okay. I always said Galathinius. Okay. It's Galathinius. I, no. I've never so, said that correctly. I was like, no. <laughs> I don't like that one. No. Uh, like I said, just, can we just agree that you can have normal fucking, wait, yeah. Locarn? Locarn? Why? It's it's Loken. L-O-C-H-A-N. I would say like Locken. Oh, I think I said Locken. Yeah. Yeah. Alid Locken. Locarn? Allied? Allied? Locarn. No. Don't no. Like, I don't nope. like it. Locken. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Locken. Sorry. 
Sorry. <laughs> I don't make the rules, no. but I do make the rules, no. and I'm just officially telling you that that's wrong. wrong. So Sorry. <laughs> it's a dialect thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. But, I got complimented on my pronunciation of someone's name at work. Um, because when they give me their phone number, I, like, say their name back to them to make sure that I have the correct, yeah, um, membership. Right. Um, and they're like, oh, congratulations on pronouncing that correctly. And I was like, oh my god, thank you, because I never do that. Oh! Like, like, thank you. Well, like, even when you said Roxana, I was like, is it spelled a certain way so that you know it's it's Roxana? It's R-O-X-A-N-Y-A. Roxana, like Roxanya. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm probably not. Cause in my brain, yeah, A N Y A. So it's like Roxanya. Like I would also say Roxanya because I like a long A. Yeah. Versus like Like Roxanya, cause Roxanne. Yes. Like I know a Roxanne. I feel like I'm giving that long A because it's fancy fey name. And it's like Gwendolina. Right. Roxanya. Yeah. Roxanya. It sounds more like highbrow than Roxanya. Yeah. Like I went to university with a woman and her name is Samara. Oh. But Samara. I always said Samara. Yeah. Like the girl from the ring. Well, also just because, like, my my brain just likes long A's. But yes, also like The Girl from the Ring. <laughs> that movie fucked me up. I don't know what it was, but, like, I was like, yeah, let's go see it. That's I watched The Grudge. Uh, I watched, yeah, like I, with sound. Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched, quote unquote, half of it. The rest of it, I sat here like this. Oh, my God. Um, I almost had to leave Darkness Falls. Mm. What about the tooth fairy? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one? The one that really freaked me out, and I had to sleep with the lights on for multiple days was Insidious. Oh no! Ab- Fucking terrifying! Didn't, didn't even cross my mind to go see that one. That the people who made Insidious is that the same one who? No, sorry, Hereditary and um, mm. Midsummer. That's the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also Hereditary. Never ever gonna see it. But Insidious, absolutely not. Anything? No. 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 Yeah. Paranormal? I... Okay. So I am one of those people where, like, do I love horror movies? No. I get really freaked (laughs) out by them. Do I force myself to watch them all of the time, especially in fall, because it sounds like the perfect time to watch a horror film? Yeah. Why do I do this to myself? I don't know. Have you seen... Oh, sorry. I didn't know. What? Have you seen Halloween? Like the like original like Halloween slasher movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I but I watched it in my twenties. Okay, because one of my which students, I can say now because I'm in my thirties. <laughs> um, one of my students is learning the theme song for that, and so he's like, "You should see it. It's such a great movie." And I'm like, "I will watch it in the daytime. It has to be fully daytime. Yeah, curtains open. Curtains open. Um, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was like." 17. Yeah. Like the remake one. Um, the oh. first... Sorry, go ahead. No, but... I'm always interrupting. No! <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> Have you met me? The first Saw movie that I watched was Saw 4. So, like... Uh, I, I tried to watch the first one with a friend of mine. And, I mean, massive spoiler alerts. The guy who was covered in petroleum jelly mm-hmm. in a room full of candles, mm-hmm. I couldn't deal with it. Mm-mm. I was like, the, the absolute re- lack of control. The reverse bear trap thing. It's like... The, oh, on the jaw? Oh, also that one. Yeah. I hate it like, so much. 
couldn't finish that movie because I was just like the absolute lack of control that these people have right now. It was making me like so, so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Yeah, I think something that's more to me more scary than all of the gore in the Saw movies is that you have like no control over being kidnapped and put in this situation. Yeah. The one that I think about all the time. So it was from Saw 4, I'm pretty sure. Right. But so a wife and husband were sat back to back. Yeah. And um, they had a bunch of like metal rebar that had been like pushed oh. through them. Oh. And on the wife, it was all like super, not superficial wounds, but like non-life threatening wounds. Right. So like if it went through like her shoulder, she could have taken it out and survived. But on her husband, they all went through like vital organs. Oh. And her test was you could free yourself if you pull these out of you and kill your husband and at first she's like nah and then they start revealing that he's been like cheating on her and so she just starts ripping these out and it was such a good moment it was like one of the only moments in the Saw franchise that I was like that is diabolical and good Mm. like you know because at first she's like no he's my husband I love him and then they start being like well he's cheating on you and she's like I don't believe you and then he's like actually yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, fuck you then. And I just, I loved that oh scene. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. And I still think about, every time somebody think, brings up Saw, that's the scene I think about. Yeah. Not like all of the other really gross, like, cut off your own leg or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I talking to you about, um, who was I talking to about LASIK eye surgery? And, um, oh, I think I was talking to Jess about it on Friday. And, um... I was just like, you know, would you ever get LASIK? And she's like, I hate eye stuff. And I was like, oh my God, totally me fair. too. Like, yeah. Andrew's brother was telling us about, he just got LASIK. And mm-hmm. so he was telling us about it. And I was like, actually nauseous. I had to sit through a description of my mom's cataract surgery because like, were her like medical proxies and stuff. Oh no. So like, no. we have to be knowledgeable yep. about the, sh- the stuff that she goes through. And so yep. I had to sit through that. And I was just like, Hah! yeah, no, I like... If I ever have to get eye surgery, yeah. you will have to put me under. And I know that they can't. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah. Um, my mom gets eye injections, like injections of steroids into her eyeball every five to six weeks. And she has for the last six to seven years. Like when I tell you that she is like the strongest person, I do not know how she does this. She has to watch a needle come no, at her no. eye. Like five, every oh. five to six weeks. I hate eye stuff. I hate eye stuff. Um, I have a story about that, but Jess, yeah. Jess was like, anytime I think of like LASIK eye surgery or anything, I think of that scene from Final Destination. And I'm oh like, my God. I know exactly what scene. Yes. So she's like, so I can't do it. I'm yeah. like, no, I don't blame you. Um, so I have a floater in my eye. Like yes. I just have this little black dot that every once in a while yeah. kind of like floats, floats around. around your vision. Yeah. It drives me nuts, but like whatever. But I first noticed it when I was in fourth year university so it was like February or something February or March and my roommate what no. oh I thought um, my, I just looked over in his own yeah I know uh, my roommate drove us over to the eye doctor in Amherst yeah and he dropped me there he was gonna run to Walmart while I was at the eye doctor and I was like yeah cool and so when I went in they called me in and they were like okay we're gonna put drops in your eyes it's gonna dilate your pupils and um, you might feel a little bit of stinging. Your vision's going to get blurry. But, like, yeah. you know, and then we'll be able to, to see it better. Yeah. 
I was like, okay. So they put these drops in my eyes. They tell me to go wait in the waiting room. I start getting queasy and like nauseous and dizzy and lightheaded and because my vision's starting to like change and everything. Yeah. And so like, you know, I tried the whole head between my knees and breathing thing and I was like, I don't know why, but sitting next to a toilet just makes me like sitting on the floor next to a toilet. Like whenever I get a tattoo and I'm feeling queasy, I just have to go sit next, next to a toilet and yeah. I feel better. Yeah. I don't know if it's the cold tile, like whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. But I understand that. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm feeling super nauseous, just like kneeling next to a toilet. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Now oh, I'm, I feel I'm way better. better. Yeah. Which is so it's weird. weird. And so I stood up and I asked someone, where's the washroom? And they said, oh, it's just there around the corner. I said, cool, thank you. I turned to walk that way. And then I woke up on the floor with people saying, call 911. Like they called an ambulance. Yeah. I passed out. Um, I like I had just gotten so like overwhelmed and everything. Mm -hmm. And so the hilarious part was that my roommate, like I, like they called him and he came back. Um, and he and I were not together. Like he's gay. He just got yeah. married a couple weeks ago. No, a couple months ago, I guess. Um, like we were not together, but they asked me if there was any chance that I was pregnant. And I was like, no, like, no, there's not. And then a second ambulance arrived and they asked if there was any chance that I was pregnant. And I was like, no, like there's not. <laughs> And then they turned to him and, said, and asked, is and there any like, chance that she's pregnant? And I, like, I I was just sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> he would not he know. He would not know. <laughs> and they think he would. Yeah. But yeah. And so they wanted to take me to the hospital. And I was like, no, like, I'm really fine. I just. I, it was just a little bit just, too much. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I really, like, we only have the car for a day. It was yeah. his sister's car. And I was like, we only have the car for a day. I really need to get my eye looked at. Like, yeah, I'm okay. But the poor doctor that then looked at my eye after all of this happened, I think he was newer. He was quite young. Yeah. And he looked very nervous that I was going to pass out again. Oh. Um, so anyway, long story short, there's nothing wrong with the floater that's on my eye. It's no, just kind it of just happens. there. But um, yeah, I hate, mm-hmm. hate I eye things stuff. are so creepy. Yeah. I went with Andrew when they were doing all the consultation. He has keratoconus, and so his corneas are, like, um, pyramids instead of cones. And so the light just refracts all over the place. Um, And so he had to get a surgery to stop the progression of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was with him when they were, like, describing what they would be doing. And I was just like, Yeah. Sometimes my mom has to be like, no, you can't describe to me what happens in the surgery because I'll feel it. Even under, like, anesthesia or, like, like localized, gen- like, whatever. She's like, I will feel you doing it if you describe to me the surgery. It's part of the reason why we have to be told about the surgeries so that we can, like, legally say she's been informed. Right. <laughs> right. Like, Even though, thing. like, she doesn't. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I understand this is a legal requirement, but I'm going to tune you out. My kids are going to listen. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Um. Ugh, no. Um. Yeah, I don't... Like, even the thought of something pushing on my eye. Like, I'm gonna know that it's pushing on my eyeball. And there... I know a lot about eyes because, like, life. I I, would violently throw up, like... (laughs) (laughs) 
no. Um, but PSA, if you start feeling weird in, like, a doctor's office in that kind of situation, you can literally just go tell the receptionist. Like, if they dilate your eyes and you start feeling nauseous or weird, you can just go to them and be like, I'm feeling nauseous and weird. Right. And oftentimes they have ways to, like, help you. Right. Sometimes it's just, oops, sorry, that's what dilation does. And sometimes it's like, okay, here's this anti-nausea or whatever. Or, like, lay down, here's some juice or yes. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really important to be uh, open and transparent yeah. with well, your um, care providers. I was, like, 23 at the time, so. Yeah. It's hard to advocate for yourself Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny because, like, I've been getting acupuncture in my jaw. Yeah. Which has been... Like, it's been helping, and I didn't think that I would be able to do it because the last time I got acupuncture was at university when I was having tension problems in my forearms, Mm -hmm. and so he did it in my arm, and I tried really hard not to look, but I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I just immediately got so nauseous. I was like, you have to take that out. Like, I can't. can't. Right. But because I can't see it, like, it's on the side of my face. Like, it's fine. Does Does it hurt when it goes in? Um. What would you... You have... You've had had... What am I trying to say? You've had tattoos and stuff done. Yeah. It's not worse than a tattoo. Oh my gosh, no. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, like you feel, you feel the tap of it going in yeah. and you're like, oh, something is sticking in my skin. And then I don't know if there's like a little thing on the end of it, but they can like almost inflate the bottom of it that just, mm. I don't know. I, that's what it feels like. Like okay. it could be doing something totally different, but it I don't feels, know the science it feels like it's like going in like this and yeah. then inflating just like inside, a little bit, just a little bit, but you can feel that. And sometimes it gets a little bit too much pressure and so she'll lessen it a little bit, okay. but it's not like, it's not like a pain. Okay. Like it doesn't really hurt. Um, so it's kind of like a mind over matter thing. Mm. I think, but... Because, like, you know you have needles in your yeah, skin. Yeah, I'm like, I but know I have needles. But if you just, like, pretend you don't have yeah. needles in your and skin. And so, like, she lowers the lights so that when I'm on my phone like this, I can't see the reflection in my phone. And yeah. so, like, I'm totally fine. Perfect. Um, but then she also started dry needling, which is where she uses an acupuncture needle and mm-hmm. you put it in the tissue and then you, like, spin it back and forth. And I, I don't, again, I don't know exactly how it works. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's like it just stimulates the muscles in a different way i don't really know so she did three of them and the third one which you might even still be able to see the the hole like the little bump or something um she put it in it was intense like apparently so this is the masseter muscle that comes down on the side of your face it's the one that chews it is a very painful muscle to do anything too because of the amount of tension that it is under all, all the, the time. time. Well, that like, like that's what moves your jaw right. essentially. Yeah, so if you're, you're tense, it's tight. Like right, like yeah, it's yeah. it is a very tight muscle. And so she put that last one in, and she did a little bit of the like the spinning, and then she went to take it out, and it it didn't move. So she's like, oh. Oh, she's like, it's in there. And I was like, okay. So I was, I'm laying on my side. Like I can't see it or anything. And then she's like, um, what was she doing? Was she like tapping the side of the needle or something or, and then she would try and like do it again. And she's like, oh, that tissue really grabbed on in there. And in, I'm just like, okay, okay, I don't know. And then, and then she was like, yeah, so I can't just pull it out because if the tissue grabs on like that, 
and you just pull it out, it can cause a very bad muscle spasm. Oh no! So here I am laying on my side because the muscle had grabbed. It was there's a a, fucking needle in my face. I couldn't move my jaw because of where it was. Like I couldn't open my jaw, Um, and it was starting to get a little bit painful. And then on top of oh, it could cause a really bad muscle spasm. I started getting really like oh nervous fuck, no. and you're like I don't queasy want and everything my face to spat like that yeah. muscle yeah. hurts already it, yeah and like after I get acupuncture if I like you know when you eat or drink something that's really like sweet or sour and the back's and it here tightens. it's like mm, yeah. yeah that I get that feeling after acupuncture with anything Ooh. if I eat or drink anything and it's so just like the muscles that- plus like extra yeah so I was just like oh my god and so it finally did let go and I just kind of laid there for a second and then I was like okay so then I sat up and she's like you doing okay and I was like yeah I think I'm just gonna stay here for a minute and she's like you need to lay down you just got very pale oh no so like I had to lay back down she went and got me juice and stuff so like which was good and it helped but I was just like oh that was that was bad. Yeah. So, ugh, I just no, I hate, ugh, I hate needles. But like, it's helping ish. That's good. Yeah. 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 I've thought about uh, like acupuncture and stuff before because I already know that because of my cherry malformation that sometimes people call it a. Kiari. Yeah, that's why. I think I... it is a Kiari, but I don't like that. Like chasm. It. Well, yeah. It's so it's C H I A R I. Yeah. So I think it is Kiari. I hate it. Anyway, with my malformation of my cerebellum. Yes. Um, I can't get massages because they feel like torture. Mm. So, uh, like any time that I get a massage, which has only happened like twice in my life, to be fair, yeah. but I am in literal torturous pain for days afterwards. Oof. I can't put clothes on. Like it just, it feels like someone has flayed my back open right. if they like massage my back or whatever. Right. So I've always been interested to see how like acupuncture could help like release muscles and that kind of thing where I can't get massages. Right. But I've been kind of worried because it's needles and I'm not a huge fan of needles. Yeah. It's it's not bad if you can't see it. Yeah. And where it would be like on, on your my back. back. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to see it. No. Um and I, I look away when I'm take when they're taking blood. Oh, and stuff. every time. I can't. No, every time. <laughs> Vaccines, I'm like, okay, yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm I'm acutely aware that I can feel it, but yeah. like I can't they're like see little it. pinch and I'm like, false. Yeah, right? That's yeah. a big pinch. It's not a little pinch. I know, right? Oh, when I went to the hospital, um, like when I went to emerge trying to figure out why I couldn't breathe properly. Yeah. Um, she used a butterfly IV thing. Like for babies? I don't know. So like the needle went in. Yeah. And then when she was done, it's like she flicked it and it came out so aggressively. What? And I was like, oh, but I don't know if I like, no. Cause like, I'm like, no, just like take it out but it was just like boom and you're like oh yeah that came like my body yeah i was just oh i didn't like it at all i've never really so before i had meningitis mm. i was like relatively okay with needles and getting my blood drawn and whatever but i was in the hospital for seven days yeah and i had to get my blood drawn three times a day 
for seven days. <laughs> so not only... You would have had an IV. I had an IV in my hand. Okay. Um, but they had to take the blood from my arm. Why wouldn't they put an IV in your arm? Okay. I don't know. But combined with the fact that I was getting stuck in my arm three times a day, and mm-hmm. they, they switched sides and stuff, but by the end of my hospital stay, I just had, like, shit ton of bruises on my, like, elbows. Yeah. Um, Wobblies. Is that what they're called? Your elbows? Elbow? Wobbly. Wobbly? Your knee? Your ink. Oh my god, what? I don't think that's actually accurate, but like, it's just the words spelled backwards. (laughs) Oh my god! That's so That's what I am. I'm like, my wobbly. (laughs) Oh my god. That is the cutest term ever for that. Um, I'm one of those people who are like, Sidetrack, but I like I hate euphemisms for things. Euphemisms? Like, yes. Yeah. I, I no. really struggled with that word. That's fine. Um, like, uh, one of the things that I hate the most is that vaginas have now been called the JJs and stuff. Mm. Like, I hate that shit. Yeah. But also because I read a lot of romance and there's always like weird little euphemisms the for apex. It. Yeah, like her sheath. Yeah. And like it's all this shit, and I just like. I'm not a huge fan of it, but that was, that's super cute. <laughs> wobbly. You're wobbly and you're ink. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you were so bruised I was wobbly. bruised to shit right. in my wobbly. <laughs> but, um, they had put my IV in my hand and every time I have an IV and I feel like I can't like move no. around. Yeah. Cause I'm like, it's going to pull out or some shit and it's going to I'm going like, to feel it moving yeah, inside my body. And I can't yeah. deal with yeah. that. Um, but because I was slightly, I had a bad reaction to the acyclovir that they were giving me to kill the meningitis. Like, it's a really harsh antiviral. Yeah. Um, and it blew up my hands. Mm. Like, I got blisters on the top of my hands where the IV was going oh in. Oh, my God. Um, but they couldn't stop the treatment because I needed to run the course of the antiviral. Right. They are like, mm, your hands are your life. It's so, like... they, like, yeah, they just, like, moved it to my other hand. Oh. And then they started doing it so that it would disperse into my body over eight hours. Like, it was supposed to be, like, a half-hour, like, induction thing. But because my hands, like, couldn't handle it, they, like, diluted it, like, a lot. Yeah. But it meant that I was constantly being pumped full of the acyclovir, oh like, all God. day long. And it sucked, like, a... Mac truck. No kidding. Um, Holy. But now I'm really needle averse. Yeah. So like before my meningitis, I wasn't that bad. And now I'm like, don't touch me. Oh. <laughs> and my hands, like I can't get things, like people tapping on the tops of my hands. I fucking oh, hate it. Oh, interesting. Because it, it's like almost PTSD. Like right. it reminds me of the feeling of them like trying to find the veins. The veins. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, I... I'm not really sure when I became needle averse. Like, I, because I was fine with my hep B shots yeah. in like grade four. Yeah. And then I did all my vaccinations in school and I was yeah, like, Yeah, I was totally fine. fine. I was like, Why do I have to sit on the mats and wait? Like, this is stupid. Just stick it in Just, and let's go. Yeah, like, can like... I go back to class now? Um, but then, like, there was a period of time when I had to get like blood tests, not, not like super regularly, but yeah. like anytime I had to go for blood tests. Um, I would go on Wednesdays because dad didn't work on Wednesdays. 
And perfect so, day. Yeah. On your day off to take your kids to appointments and stuff. Right. Great. And so I would, especially if it was fasted, so I would go very first thing in the morning mm. to the old Cobbacoot Hospital. And then would you go to like McDonald's or something? Burger King. Oh, yes. Yeah. We That's would my go, favorite. Yeah. We would go in and we would get the, like the hash browns, bacon yeah. and eggs kind of thing. And we would just sit there and the eat post, it. Post early morning fasting blood draw yeah like whatever you eat after is one it's of the like, best oh, things yeah and it was always dad it was always yeah. dad who took me so um when I was well I guess it was I forget how soon after dad died but I was still working at investors group so it would have been between like March 1st and May 1st so somewhere in there I had to go for blood tests mm -hmm. and I was extremely nervous and I remember telling my boss at the time and like we didn't have a great relationship yeah. which fine whatever um but I remember telling her and she was like do you want me to come with you Oh, and, that's so yeah. sweet. And so um, we left work at this, because we were off at the same time. And yeah. so we left work. Um, it was on both Far Way Home. We stopped at the Bears Road yeah. one. And she, like, she waited with me afterwards, too, like, just to make sure that I was okay. And I was like, that's, that's so really sweet. Nice. That yeah. is really nice. Yeah. She had lost her husband to cancer mm -hmm. in 20, I want to say 2013. It might have been 2012 after yeah. I started, but I think it was 2013 um and then uh maybe even 2014 in there yeah yeah um and so I think part of it was just like that like knowing that when you lose that like support system or like yeah yeah because yeah. I said I was like dad always went with me yeah yeah so like when I had to get IVs like when I had my surgery I had an IV in my arm because they put it in my arm right before surgery. Almost had a panic attack on the table. It was fun. Oh, and then I don't remember anything else. Yeah. Um, but then from the time I woke up until probably like Tuesday. So that was Monday lunchtime. Probably for 24 hours I had yeah. an IV in my arm. And I then they started. Feeling. But it, I did so well with it. Like they had to come oh. unhook it for me to go to the washroom. Yeah. Um, but like it was my morphine and stuff and, and saline and everything. But, um, when they started giving me shots of morphine, um, they took the IV out, but I, I would, I moved very slow. Like I would move my arm very, very yeah. slowly, but I, I was okay. And so I was like, oh my God, did I turn a corner? Like, am I okay I with this? fixed my needle thing? Um, no. No. Um, like I'm, I'm pretty okay getting blood taken, but like I want to donate blood um, cause I'm O negative and my only two experiences with trying yeah. to donate blood were not great. Not and so I'm like, oh. I will say though, like as much as, so I actually know a lot about IVs because sometimes when I, when I'm afraid of something, I want to research it so that hopefully I'm not afraid. Right. But then sometimes like with pregnancy stuff that makes me more afraid. Mm. So it's a double edged sword. Right. But, so the IV, like, they put it in with a needle, but what's but it's actually like in your arm is just a little plastic tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, reasonably you can move around with it in. It's just not comfortable. It's, yeah, it just feels very, like, foreign. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like, uh, when I see things and it's like, oh, so-and-so got an implant under their arm. And I'm like, yeah, oh! The, no. like, subdermal. Yeah, no. Like, um, I looked into that for birth control. 
But it was very hard to get in Canada, so yeah. I went with an IUD instead. Uh, yeah, which, no, neither. But, like, I can feel one of the screws, one of the screw heads, uh, yeah. in, like, up uh, above my gums in my mouth. I can feel the one of the plates, like, the, yeah. in my ankle on the outside. Yeah. I can feel the top of the plate, and yeah. it's really it's uncomfortable. It's really weird. And, like, sometimes when I blow my nose, I can feel the plates that are under, <laughs> like, right under my nose. When we were flying, the just the, the pressure, pressure changes, I could, like, I wasn't even touching my face, and I could feel. Yeah. I was like, this is so weird. They didn't show up on the x-ray, though. I did the whole, like, sand scan around x-ray. Yeah, because it doesn't show up at all. Um, what do they usually put in people, like... It's surgical steel. steel? Like, yeah. yeah. But, but I do know that surgical steel is becoming harder to find because surgical steel needs to be non-irradiated, and that's actually very hard to oh, find. Maybe it is tungsten. I don't know. I think it's, like, tungsten or something. I don't know Or, like, why. platinum. Yeah. Sometimes nickel, but nickel's controversial because a lot of people have nickel allergies yeah and that yeah um but i was talking to the guy because i said oh like it didn't show up my my plates and stuff at all and he said that the x-rays there are actually more so geared to like the super more of a superficial level like yeah. Um, like clothing. Like, do you have anything in your pockets kind of yeah. thing? They They're were like, it doesn't like go like, all the, the way in. Of yeah. Your body. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I'm sure if something was in my stomach, they would have seen it, but like, yeah, you know, or like um, up your butt or something. I was going to say my, my prison pocket. <laughs> prison pocket. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they said like, no, it doesn't yeah. detect that stuff. Cause like my brother has so many plates and pins and stuff. And like, he'd light up like a Christmas tree. I asked about that when I got my ankle surgery, mm. I was like, so I can go through like, you know, because yeah. I, I asked because we were going to fatty legs the next year. Oh, right. Cause I got this like, yep. The year before we got married, <laughs> it yep. was a whole thing. Oh. Um, but like, I was like, so this is going to be fine going through airports and stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't show up on metal detectors at Mm. all. Like, because it's not, that's not what they're detecting for. And I was like, oh, like, I thought for sure that it would. But what about, like, an MRI? I don't know. Because, like, when you watch, because when you watch TV. I don't think they're, like, magnetized. Because that's what MRIs, they're magnetic imaging. Yeah, but, like... Like, that's one of the reasons, like, when you learn CPR, if someone has a nipple piercing, you have to take it out. Even a belly button ring, you have, have to, to take, take it out, out because, because it will the get way that hot. It, and the electricity will, like, current through Right, it. exactly. Yeah. And so whenever I remember watching, like, House or Grey's Anatomy yeah. and, like, you know, this one guy had attacked, like, had prison tattoos yes. that were with oh metal and it was, like, burning his body. Okay, Yes, because I must have seen that episode where he has prison tattoos and the metal starts being pulled out of yeah. his prison tattoos towards the MRI. Right. Because I had to go in to get an MRI done for yeah. my, my malformation. Right. And um, I was like, I have tattoos. Is that going to be a problem? And the tech that was <laughs> doing my MRI just gave the biggest <laughs> sigh of all time. I was like, did you get them in prison? And I was like... <laughs> No. And they're like, then there's no metal in your tattoos. You're fine. <laughs> but just the way that they immediately knew what, what? freaked me out. Right. That's <laughs> so funny. And they're just, it was like, 
just this moment where they sighed and they're like, no, like, no idiot. You're yeah, going to be like, fine. <laughs> but oh. also MRIs fucking suck when you're conscious for them. I, I had, I've only had one and I was, I where was conscious. Where was it on your body? On my head. It was, uh, when, yeah. I, it was oh, when I was right. having all that dizziness and yeah. they were like, well, let's take an MRI. Because um, I got, I got from like mid back up done. Oh yeah. So I was in the MRI for like 45 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it fucking sucks it's yeah. loud as shit yeah i you can't move i and created when, music with it but i had like, like the cage i had the cage like holding my face oh, down and God. everything because it was on my head didn't get a cage which was nice yeah uh because i think my claustrophobia would have been like nah we outie yeah but i don't know about you maybe it's just me but when i'm incapable of moving like when they're like taking x-rays and they're like don't move that's when i want to move the, the most, most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. for the half hour where they're like don't move and then they're like take a deep breath and don't breathe and i'm like i can only hold this for so long yeah right like, but like in reality you could hold it it was barely. fine yeah but like i just i was so stressed and yeah. so by the end of it i was just like i never want another mri again and mm-hmm. i know it's in my future because yeah. like um my malformation, Chiari malformation, um, it can get progressively worse. Like, I'm probably just gonna be fine with the symptoms that I have, but it can get worse over time. Yeah. Um, and so part of it is that it might be like a buildup of spinal fluid. Um, and and they would just drain that? They would just drain that. Um, but I might have to get multiple ones in the future if it gets worse right. um i'm probably gonna have to get one done when i'm pregnant as mm-hmm. well just yeah. to test yeah because you have more pressure and everything yeah this okay so every time that you talk about it <laughs> because i know nothing about it like i'm sure okay. i could have researched it and everything yeah like, looked it up but every time that you talk about it i just picture the back of your skull yeah and then like a lump of brain that hangs <laughs> down okay. below your skull okay but that's not wrong. What? Okay, so <laughs> Chiari malformations or Chiari malformations, however you fucking say it, your cerebellum is abnormally large. Which is the so back of your, your brain. Your cerebellum is the back bottom of your brain. So right. if you look at a brain, you've got, you know, like the main wrinkly parts, and then you have that little weird bit, like right on top of the brain stem. So right. It's like at the back bottom of your brain. Right. That is your cerebellum. Okay. So usually it's contained within your skull right. for the most part. Yeah. Um, because mine is larger than normal, it actually comes below my skull and into my cervical vertebrae a little bit. So like, can you touch your it brain? Technically, probably could. I'm not gonna know that I'm touching my own brain, but like, t- technically, I guess I could touch my brain. Um, but it is. <laughs> Like, covered by, like, cervical vertebrae and whatever. Okay, okay. Because the oh, way... Oh, it's, like, inside the it's cervical inside vertebrae. It's inside the column, essentially. Like, okay. Like, spinal column. Right. Brain. Like, so, my I don't cerebellum... know why I thought I came, like, in, like... <laughs> like, in front of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> it's, like, inside that spinal okay. column. Okay. So, my okay. cerebellum is actually being squeezed right. down into my cervical vertebrae. And so the way that you um, get the surgery right now is that they cut from a little bit up into your skull down to the bottom of your um, neck and they take out the front half of like two or three of your cervical vertebrae or the back half, sorry. Uh, yeah, well, I know because I'm like, wait, I'm like, like the what out- am I talking about? The like, outside, the outside half? of your bot of your 
for Grace Day. So, they take out the interior oh. section. Like the section that's like towards the front of your body. Whoa. So you're, and then they stabilize it. Okay. On either side. Okay. So that you're not like, you know, <laughs> yeah. your head's just lolling around. Yeah. But it um, just opens the space up. But it opens the space up to allow your brain, like your cerebellum, to take up a little bit more room in right. your spinal column. I also love just how you and I both like held our throats as if the <laughs> spinal column comes all the way that way. I know. I didn't know how to describe it. But no, yeah. Like, from yeah, yeah, yeah. the front. From here. But it's like, no, no, no. It's, it's like, actually here and it's just like yeah. right there. And but. so part of the reason why, so people who have had this surgery mm. are called zipper heads because the, um, the, oh scar, the scar has to go so far down. Yeah. And there's only like one doctor. It might be different now because I was researching this in like 2010, 2011. Oh, yeah. But there was only one doctor uh, in the world who did laparoscopic PRE surgeries. Right. So, yeah. Um, but basically what happens is because my cerebellum is being constricted by my own body structure, mm. because it's too big to sit in my skull, um, it causes a lot of problems. Right. Because your cerebellum is where all of your autonomous nervous system is. Like, so it controls your breathing and your balance and, like, it just controls so much. Wow. Of your, the things you don't think about doing. Right. Um, and so it can cause a lot of problems in that way, like, um, paralysis mm. and like pain and like just all these things. Right. So yeah, well. it's, you know, I could have the surgery, but it's, um, it's not, it doesn't have a good prognosis for helping or hindering. So right. like, uh, especially most, not at this point. Yeah. Most surgeries, um, have like an 80% like success rate yeah where like 80% of the people it fixes the problem and then 20% of the people it like doesn't Mm -hmm. with cherry it's 50 50 so like it either makes it better or it makes it hell a lot worse is that are those are the are those statistics still valid probably not I haven't checked in the last like at least seven years right um because I have uh, I have a mel- the malformation that I have like shouldn't cause more problems than it already does. So like the I've just been living normally with this or what I considered to be normal. Right. Yeah. Um. But, but like functioning and like it fu- functioning. You know. It doesn't have a lot of things like my hands and feet go numb a little easier than other people mm-hmm. and like uh, I get more headaches. It hurts to like use pressure like like lifting something heavy or like straining against something like that will give me headaches but for the most part it's not it doesn't affect my life that badly right um but it can be like debilitating like it can be something that kills you in childhood right yeah jesus well i'm glad it did i'm glad it did Um, too can i can i show you the image that and like this is not what i see when i look at you okay it's just whenever you talk about your Chiari malformation, yeah. it's like the image that comes to my mind. Yeah. I have to look it up first. Okay. <laughs> um, and I really hope you laugh because like, I just think it's funny and not like, but like also, you know, you know me, like I, I don't do, like, yeah. okay. You don't um, like hurting people. No, so. no, no, no. 
Um, and I'm sure this will be funny and not at all terrible. And I think even if I say Davy Jones. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, his little like squid yeah! back. Like, little... <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Okay. And so like. Yeah. You don't love. Obviously No, not. right? Yeah. But like I'm just, I'm like, is that what's hanging up? But the way you explained it, I'm like, oh, I got yeah. it now. Okay. Like, imagine you take like a brain <laughs> yeah. and then you squeeze, squeeze it in to like a too small space. Right. Like, that's, that's what it's yeah. like. Rather than like Davy Jones' squid back. <laughs> if you want to know exactly what I'm talking about, um, just look up Davy Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, back of head. And you'll understand. And you'll understand what um. I envision in my mind when Brianna talks about her <laughs> But no longer because now because I know. now we described it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a lot of feelings about that too where I was like, what do you mean it's too big for my skull? Yeah. Like, I, it took a while to conceptualize it for myself. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. No. And I was like, I really hope this isn't like. No, that's, know. that's actually really hilarious. And I'm going to go home and show Tristan this. Um, speaking of skulls, did you see the TikTok that I sent you? Which one? About Mufasa. No, I absolutely did not. Um, I don't know. I forget if it's narrated or if it's just like captions, but I think it's just captions and this guy is like reacting on the screen. So essentially, like, spoiler alert, Mufasa dies in the Lion King. Like, what? I know, right? If you didn't know that uh, at this stage in the game, I'm so sorry. But. So this the question is what happened to Mufasa's body? Where is it? Oh no! Right there. No, it's right there. Oh, it's this that one. one. Yeah. So it's like hold up. It says so Mufasa dies, right? It's like yeah, he definitely yeah, dies, right? Cool. But what happened to his body? And this guy's just like hyenas don't usually eat lions. I'm gonna narrate it for for them. Yeah. And no other animal eats them. So, hmm. oh what? wait. <laughs> Except other lions. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god, but then. So, this scene where Scar is like, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts with the, and then, like, the skull. In like a rib cage. Yeah, so it's like, is that? Nah, you wouldn't think. And then he Googles a lion's skull. It is that. So that means Scar Scar ate Mufasa. And then is playing with his skull. Yeah. I mean it makes it makes a weird kind of sense because isn't maybe I'm totally wrong, but isn't Hamlet the one where he's like talking to a skull? Yeah. Is that yeah, so Lion King is like a retelling of Hamlet. Yeah. So like yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. All I can think of is Alas poor Yorick because that's the name. Oh, it. I've never read it. I have all of Shakespeare's oh, works. works. Look at this cover. I would love to see it. You're gonna fucking So when I was doing voiceover, yeah. Rick was always talking about like things that you should kind of know as an actor, like pop culture yeah. references, and stuff this like is this. Herb Ertlinger. Or Herb Ertlinger, yeah. Herb. And so when he said that, because of the kind of person I yeah. am, I was like, I need to get the complete works of Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, 
obviously. This was $15. Okay. <gasps> That's so beautiful. It's like a watercolor, like, pond, pond type thing. I don't know. With gold lettering on the book. We'll, yeah. we'll post a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, on our Instagram. But I've never read it, and I should have gotten a version that had, like, the modern-day translations in it because I read this, and it makes absolute zero yeah, sense to me. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I'm a little nerdy nerd, so I spent a lot of time, like, researching Elizabethan London, mm, yeah. like, Elizabethan UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually, like, fully understand Ugh. Shakespeare. I want to. Like, we did, in first year, we did... Um, did we do no sonnets was second year or like second term first yeah. term we did I think it was just a but like we did Shakespeare and I was like I have no idea how to know what they're talking about but it was so interesting once you know what they're talking about and like that's half of the thing about acting is like as long as you know what you're saying and yeah. you're, you know what you're talking about it's half the battle one of the things that I, um, I don't know why that's... there's no like, okay, what I am about to say, knowing mm-hmm. that we're like way into this podcast. We're so into um, it. If you're still here. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Okay, we'll wrap it up, but I have to say this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in Hamlet, there's this one line where he tells, uh, Ophelia to get thee to a nunnery. Um. Okay. Okay. Which... Most people reading that would be like, great. Go cool. to the nunnery. Go to a nunnery right. with nuns. Yeah. Um, but at the time, a nunnery was also a slang for a brothel. Um, so you couldn't take it to mean, go away from me, whore. Like, get thee to a nunnery. Right. Go take yourself off to a brothel. Whoa. You're a little slut. I don't want you in my life. Oh, or you could take it as like, go be pious. Um, and knowing what I know of Shakespeare, it could be either. Right. Because his, uh, his works were for, for, weren't for, like, highbrow citizens. Like, they enjoyed it. And it's a lot of the time commentary on the, like, court and its people. Right. But, for the most part, it was a lot of just, like, dick jokes and, mm. like, you know. Yeah. Just really fun little moments. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite Shakespeare things is that. I cannot remember what the play it comes from, but there's a part that says, exit pursued by bear. And <laughs> a little known fact, it was a la- a literal bear. Um, like, so someone in his playhouse had, like, I think it was like the Earl of Oxford or something, had a bear as a pet. Oh my God. And so they would actually just like bring the bear out onto the stage he would leave pursued by a bear. Oh, my God. So, I really believe that in the case of Shakespeare, one of the ways to really, like, enjoy Shakespeare is to research the the time around it. Yeah. Like, the time he was writing in, who he's writing about when he's writing these plays and, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because it is really, like, social commentary on the time. Um, And... You know, it makes it funnier, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, Shakespeare can feel very dry and boring. Yeah, but it's not. Like, it is funny. Like, um, in school, we read Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. McBee, and um, Twelfth Night. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I, <laughs> the Scottish play. The Scottish play. 
<laughs> then he said the name. It's such a oh. like actor thing to not say it. <laughs> Nick B. One of our one of our teachers at school said it when we were in the classroom, and because performances <gasps> happened in the classroom, he actually went out and did the little thing and came, came back, back in. Yeah, yeah. Suspicion, sus- not suspicion. Superstitions. Superstitions are. Uh, very funny in, yeah. in, in theater, theater. Special. yeah especially yeah um especially special. Special. <laughs> um but yeah those are the only three plays that i've read but so much from like julius caesar or hamlet is all referenced and i'm like i have no idea um yeah. 10 things i hate about you is a retelling of taming of the shrew yeah and it's like mm, i don't know i mean apparently loosely based but very loosely yeah but still I also went down the rabbit hole yesterday and watched a 10-part series on Heath Ledger on TikTok. And I'm just like, I fucking love him so much. He completely shot down a homophobe on a press tour for Brokeback Mountain. I was like, yes. I did not go into Brokeback Mountain thinking that it was so gay. And then it was. And I was like, sweet. This is incredible. Mm. I saw it with my mom. (laughs) Yeah. I think I also watched it with my mom. (laughs) And at one point I was like, I am so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Not like not because of the movie. No. Because of the company. (laughs) Because of the fact that I was with my mom. Yes. And sometimes. So I've said this before, but, like, growing up, we would read the same, like, Harlequin romances. Right. And I would have to literally just not think about the fact that Your this mom scene that I maybe, like, Felt enjoyed. something for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, how far do I want to go? <laughs> um, but, like, maybe the scene that I, like, masturbated to or whatever, like, my mom had also read that. And I have to be like, nope, not, not thinking about that. Nope. Like, ooh. When I, when I moved home... From university, mm-hmm. and I went to the Netherlands for five weeks. Fifty Shades of Grey, oh. just like just exploded, yes. and I saw it at like the local bookstores. It was in Dutch, obviously, yeah. and then at the airport they had it in English. But I was like, I'm not paying that. I'm not, I'm paying, not paying airport, airport prices. Price. Yeah, and so I ordered them when I got home, and because I was living at home, and my bedroom was the first bedroom, like off of the living areas and I don't know like I would keep my door shut but my mom would just like open open the door to ask me a question and I'm like mom I am reading you cannot come in here while I'm reading but also because this is making me real fucking horny and you can't do that you I can't be around you when this is happening yeah um that yeah I'm not gonna that was not my first introduction to BDSM but it was an introduction to BDSM for me, mm. in which I started going, oh, maybe I'm a little more into this than I thought. Mm-hmm. And then I took that co- that quiz. Have you ever taken that quiz? You can take, like, I cannot remember what it's called. But there's, like, a quiz you can take <laughs> <laughs> uh, that will tell you. It's, like, really involved, honestly. But it will tell you, like, where you are on, like, the scale. Right. Um... And it came back for me as a, a brat sub. Huh. So, which I get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I've never read something that described me and the way that I interact with, like, sexual partners more. Than Fifty Shades? No. Than, oh, than, than the quiz The thing. quiz. Right. Um, so it's called BDM Test, BD, BDSMtest.org. So you know <laughs> it's, you know it's good. Yeah. it's that dot org. Yeah. Um, 
scientific. But, so it's a fun scientific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a fun quiz that you can take, um, and like it might just tell you like you're vanilla. You don't really like BDSM. Yeah. But for me, it was like <laughs> this, this, and this, and this is why. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, and it's not something that I like explore really um, in my relationship, but like I, it's in the back of my mind. So I read more like BDSM content now. Mm. Yeah. Like Dom Seb and that kind of thing. So Yeah. Makes sense why you got on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's something that I don't really like explore in my day to day life. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Holy hell. Okay, two hours later. Wow. Um, and well, I it was funny because coming into this, I was like, this is not gonna be a long episode because we I'm like, just saw I- each other on <laughs> Thursday. What do we even have to talk about? What do we talk about? I was in New Brunswick for the weekend. Like I went to Sackville, New Brunswick, which is where yeah. I went to university. And okay, this, sorry, this is gonna be a little bit longer. <laughs> have you seen Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Okay, so the I love Gilmore right? Girls. Me too. So my friend Helen, who I went to stay with, um, yeah. I met her at university. Her parents live in Sackville and she's now back in Sackville. Um, she's a lawyer. A lawyer. I know. He has such fancy friends. Oh. And then me, JK. You're also fancy. Um, and so, I do work at a cultural department yeah, store. Yeah, not a bookstore. It's a cultural <laughs> department store. And so she's been re-watching Gilmore Girls. And so uh, we watched a few episodes while yeah. I was there. And just like the quaintness of that show with the like Sackville's air is a little bit crisper and faller. Yeah. More autumn-y right now. Autumnal. Autumnal. Thank you. What a good word. Oh, I love that word. Um, And just like with it being almost back to school and everything, I was like, I could so live in a small town. Yeah. But then like. It's not as cool as you think it is. It's not as glamorous as you think it is. (laughs) And like I, because I lived in Sackville for four years. And it's funny because I wrote this little thing. Um, Helen was playing in church on yesterday. And so I was walking to meet her for lunch and I wrote. I have not edited this at all, but I was just like the idyllic idea of living in a small town. I also had to look up the definition of idyllic to see if I was being redundant by saying idyllic, idyllic idea, idea. Yeah. which I'm not. Great. Yeah. Um, the idyllic idea of living in a small town drawn to it by nostalgia and quaintness is heightened by the thought of living in a fictional world instead of the mundane, ordinary life it would bring. Yes. And I was just like, oh. Oh, that's very profound, actually. Oh, thanks. Um, I, it came partly out of, because um, Helen's been listening to a podcast called um, Gilmore Guys. Oh, yeah. Where these two guys go through every single episode of the Gilmore Girls. They just, Girls, like, watch it and, and watch talk it about and talk it. about yeah. it. And they were saying one of the best things about the show Gilmore Girls that makes it so great is that nothing actually happens. Yes. It's just life. It's just, it's a slice of life. Yeah. Like, um, I can't remember what it's called. Not rom-com. What am I trying to fucking say? Drama, dramedy. Dramedy? Yeah, I would say. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. Sitcom. Oh my God, it took me oh. a thousand years to get there. That's fair. <clears throat> I thought of sitcom, but I was like, sitcoms uh-huh. are usually like 20 ish minutes yeah this one's like 42 because it, it was like primetime tv yeah but technically yeah. it's sitcom because it's situational comedy yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but also like drama yeah sit drumcom drumcom i don't know <laughs> but yeah like it's just it's ordinary life and yeah. and um, ordinary people's problems yeah i mean just her, like a little bit more her parents are like fucking loaded they're but wealthy like, yeah yeah um, but yeah, so it was just like the idea that if I move to a quaint town, that will be my life. It's like, no, it's it like, won't. no, it wouldn't. It won't. And also 
it's not like people would be following me around and watching my life. Like, I would still be living. Just the life that you're already living. Right. <laughs> like, Just in a, in a much smaller place. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, anyway, point of that is I did not think this podcast would be this long. No, I didn't think we'd have much to talk about. And no. now it's over two hours later. And yeah. And we and should I'm just... I'm, I could keep going, but we should wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, a ninja has to go to the washroom. Yeah. Um, I do work today. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Um, I teach tonight. I have dance later, but. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, you can okay. check us out on all, or you can listen to us on all major mm-hmm. platforms, Google, mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple. Um, you can follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Books and Bisexuals. I'm going to post Books it. And bisexuals yeah not in not in um i'm gonna post a picture of my complete works of william shakespeare so that you can see it and it will probably end up being out before friday like the picture of the book will be out before this podcast episode is up so you'll see it when i'm talking about it on our insta on our instagram and then you'll hear us talk about it and you'll the future tense after it's already been posted so good times Podcasting is weird. Podcasting's really weird. But fun. Yeah, I have a great time. I do. I love it. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. And we love you. We love you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.